Hey, good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon, people of God. It is good to be with you on this Wednesday afternoon. Good afternoon, Mother Faison. God bless you. It's good to be with you. Thank you for allowing me to invade your uh, lunch hour. Excuse me. My name is Minister J.C. Yarday, and this is Rising Hope Ministries State of Your Faith Devotional. And I greet each and every one of you in the blessed name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May his grace and his mercy rest and abide in our lives today. Today is Wednesday. It's hump day. How has your Wednesday been going so far? I hope all is well with you on this blessed, blessed Wednesday. I know I'm running a little bit um, behind, a little bit late, so I'm just going to go ahead and and um, let's do our acknowledgments um, and get right into it uh, because I'm excited um, about the reset. <laughs> I'm going to call it the reset. But before I get into that, um, hey, listen, if you're on Facebook, if you're on YouTube, if you're on Twitch, go ahead and say your good afternoons. I'll be more than happy to acknowledge you and say good afternoon to you, to our brothers and sisters who are watching us on other platforms like Rising Life Network, Amazon, Roku, Apple TV, the mobile app, our website. You can't say hi to us, but we can take this time and say good afternoon to you. God bless you. We appreciate each and every one of you. I hope you're having a blessed and wonderful day. For those of you who are new to the um, to the State of Your Faith broadcast, this is an interactive broadcast. If you are on one of those platforms, YouTube, uh, Facebook, or Twitch, you have your chat features, and you can use your chat features to ask your questions, and I will respond to you in uh, real time. But to our brothers and sisters who are on other platforms, you may have questions or some concerns, and you can send them to me, and I will respond to you after the broadcast or I'll respond live on the next broadcast. So I just put on, scroll down the bottom of the screen, how you can become a part of this broadcast. You can email us at ministers at risinghopeministries.org. If during the uh, if during this broadcast you feel like you are in need of prayer, please email us at prayers at risinghopeministries.org. We will pray with you. We will pray for you. We do believe in the power of prayer, and we will um, either myself or Minister Kotina will uh, get with you as soon as possible to let you know that we are praying with you, are praying for you. Amen. So let me go ahead and open us up with a word of prayer, and we will hop into today's topic. <clears throat> Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace on this blessed Wednesday afternoon. Holy Father, thank you for this opportunity to have lunch with you. Now, Heavenly Father, allow me to decrease so you can increase in me. Allow your word to flow from on high through me to these your people. And allow. Uh, we thank you for this word because we know this word will, will not return to you void. Now, Heavenly Father, continue, continue to be with each and every one of us. We give you all glory and all praise. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that we can take this time to learn more about you during this um, during this lunchtime hour. Now, Heavenly Father, I pray for those who are on this broadcast, and I pray for those who are listening to this product broadcast later. May they get what they need out of this, oh, Heavenly Father. May it empower somebody. May it encourage somebody, Heavenly Father. May it help somebody, Heavenly Father, become closer to you. Let them not see me, O Lord, nor hear me, O Lord, but let them hear you through me. Let them see you through me, Holy Father. We thank you for this word. Let me stay humble not only before your throne of grace, but also before the people to whom you've called me to serve. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, brothers and sisters, let's get into today's topic. And what I meant by a reset, I want to say this. I'm always grateful to... Uh, um, productive uh, 
criticism. Um, and you guys said I was all over the place. I had about four or five emails that said I was all over the place and you were trying to follow and you had a hard time um, following me. And some of my analogies were kind of tough. And so I wanted to do a reset. So we're still going to be talking about a journey uh, from Christian to kingdom citizens. And this is what Christianity is. And I'm going to focus in on just selfless. I was trying to do way too much um, in a short period of time. So I want to fall back. Let's hit a reset button on this. And I want to take my time and go through this so that we have clear understanding. And anytime in any of the messages that I do prepare and deliver to you guys, if you're not getting clear understanding, please let me know. And I will um, make the necessary adjustments because this is for all of us to grow is if I'm if I'm the only one that gets it and growing then it's not accomplishing anything so we're doing this so that we can all grow together amen so we're still in this we're going to hit the reset button and we're going to start this all over again this is what Christianity is we spend a lot of time talking about what Christianity is not it's not just going to church it's just not tithing it's just not wearing a cross around your neck it's not just saying the prayer of salvation and continuing to live the life that you've been living prior to saying the prayer of salvation. Amen. So this is what Christianity is. If you want to be a part of this, it's a great family to be a part of. Let's start breaking it down so that we can understand exactly what it means to be Christian or what the purpose and the meaning behind Christianity is. Amen. And I'm not going to go with the scholarly and the uh, and, and the uh, uh, you know, uh, university type um, knowledge. I want to break this down to kernels that how I got it and how I understood it and 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 hopefully this will empower you or this will help you along your journey as you are uh, uh, becoming closer and have and building a better relationship with God. Amen. So um, we're going to talk about this. This is what Christianity is. And we're going to start with selflessness and all these aspects that we're talking about in Christianity. They all start from the same person, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has given us the perfect example of selflessness. And, and, and you hear us talk about it all the time, how he died on the cross. His sacrifice on that cross is the ultimate giving up your life so that someone else may live. And, 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 and watch this, Mother Faison. And this is what blesses me so much, right? Because critics of our faith are critics, uh, 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 people who want to talk about why we believe what we believe and how ludicrous it is. I heard, I literally heard somebody from the other faith say, how can you believe that somebody died for you when you weren't even born? That is the great that's the great power. That's the awesomeness of the good news in Christ Jesus. The gospel that he brought to us is it, it, it's that. Hey, good afternoon, Aunt Marion. <clears throat> 
It's just that it's that that he didn't even know who I was. I wasn't even born yet, but he died on the cross 2000 years just for me. That, that, that that's awesome. He died 2000 years ago when your mama's mama wasn't even born yet. He died 2000 years ago when your great dad, granddaddy, granddaddy, granddaddy did not wasn't even born yet. But we understand. And we know in the life that we live today that he knows who we are and he gave his life for us. He gave his life for us. That's the ultimate. That's the ultimate example of selflessness. Mm. So when we're talking about all these aspects that we're going to go through over the next maybe week or so, when we're talking about these acts uh, uh, of what it means to be a Christian is always going to start from, it's always going to start from, um, it's always going to start from a place of, it's always going to start from Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. That's what I want to say. It's always going to start from Jesus Christ because he is the perfect example of what it means to live for the father. So let's go ahead and bring up some scriptures, right? And, and, and I want to start from some of the scriptures that we brought in yesterday. And so I want to make sure we tie this all in and tie it together. And so we're going to start with the gospel of John chapter 12, verses 25 through 26, 25 and 26. And he says, those who love their life in this world will lose it. <clears throat> And those who care for and those who care for nothing and I'm sorry, those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. If anyone wants to serve me, you must follow. You must follow me because my servants must be where I am. I want to pause right there for one moment. Verse 26, Jesus says, Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me. Wait, 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 wait. What, what is he saying here? If you want to be a Christian, you must follow along the same path and walk the same walk, talk the same talk that Jesus did. Oh, wait, 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 wait. That you might say, no, I'm not saying that you have to be Jesus. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not saying that um, uh, uh, that you're going to become a God, I'm not saying that at all, don't mix, don't mix my words up, but the Bible tells us in the book of Numbers, in chapter 19, that God says that we are his chosen people, and that um, since we are his chosen people, that we must be holy for he is holy. Wait, you, you say, okay, that's the Old Testament. That don't count. Okay, so let's fast forward to the New Testament where Peter says that we were a peculiar people and that we are called to be holy. So therefore, we must be holy because the God that we serve 
is holy. That's New Testament. So for my uh, New Testament people say that they don't follow the Old Testament because the Old Testament, Jesus came and the Old Testament doesn't count because that was law and this is grace. Well, let me show you how these things tie together because the Old Testament was a foreshadowing of what the two New Testament is talking about. So what the Old Testament and the New Testament, how they work together is simply as this. If you want to believe in God, if you want to trust in God, you just can't say it. You have to do it. You just can't say it. You have to walk it. You just can't talk it, but you have to be about it. You have to be about that life. That's what he is saying here. Just don't say that you are a servant of God. I remember when I was growing up, uh, when I was growing up uh, and I was starting to learn about sports and following sports. And, and one year I liked one team because they were a good team and they were um, winning and they almost got to the championship. And so I was a, a, a fan of that team. And just because I didn't know anything about the sport and I started to just started to follow it the next year, another team was better than that other team. So I started following that team. And then the third year, just following sports. Uh, I went with a different team and I remember a buddy says, you ain't no, you're, you're not a real sports fan. You're just a front runner. <laughs> First time I ever heard of that when I was in middle school, he says, you're not a real sports fan. You're just a a front runner. You just go whoever's good that year. You're going to be a fan of. You don't know the stats. You don't know this. You don't know that. You 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 don't know the uh, 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 how the team the team uh, the team uh, chemistry works. You don't follow this stuff to know it good enough to become a real fan. And that that struck a chord with me back then to be called a front runner. Uh, 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 you know, somebody who just follows the team because they're good. Those were fighting words, and I wanted. To to fight right but in reality brothers and sisters we have a number of people who are who want to be front runners they want to be called christian but they're not about that life they want to be called christian because they know what it means to be christian they understand the power behind being christian but they don't want to be about that life they know of christ but they don't know who christ is so we have to understand that one thing watch this in order to be Christian, you must follow the leader of that movement. The leader isn't your bishop. Your the leader isn't your pastor. The leader isn't uh, uh, the apostle or the prophet that you're following in whatever church you're following in this season. The leader of our movement is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ died that you might live. Jesus Christ died so that you can be saved. He says here in verse 26, anyone who wants to serve me must follow me. He didn't say follow a, a, a minister JC. He didn't say follow Bishop Byron Curry. He didn't say follow Joel Olstein. He didn't say follow Donald Trump. He didn't say follow Obama. He didn't say follow any of these other folks. He said, follow me. I need to get this clear and get this straight. In order to be a Christian, you must follow Christ. And the first thing that we're going to follow in Christ is his selflessness because he gave of himself. We are his children. 
and since for and therefore since we are his children and he's a holy god therefore we must be holy is this making sense can i get an amen in the chat if this is making sense <clears throat> because we when we're talking about a journey from becoming christian uh, from christian to becoming kingdom citizens is talking about our growth and we cannot grow and becoming uh, 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 the best part of ourselves if we're following the wrong thing do not follow me because you like what i'm saying do not follow me because you like how i preach do not follow me because you like me i'm a man i will let you down i'm a human i will let you down there is no if ands or buts about it there will come a point in time look the devil don't want me to say this <laughs> there will there will become there will come a point in time when no matter how whatever promises i make no matter how good i try to be there will become a point in time where i will slip up i will make a mistake and i will let you down don't follow me but let us together follow the god that we serve if i begin to fall you catch me hold me accountable because if you begin to slip, if you begin to fall, I'm going to catch you. I'm going to hold you accountable. Jesus was holding the Pharisees accountable. They didn't understand it. They didn't get it. But he was holding them accountable. But he was also teaching us what it means to have a relationship with the father in order to have a good healthy productive relationship with the father we must follow christ there's no if ands or there's no if ands or buts about it we have to follow him Listen, brothers and sisters, it's imperative that we understand this and we get this. Look at what Paul writes in Philippians. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4, Paul writes this. Let me make this just a little bit bigger. Give me one second. I just want to click this a few times and, add, and, and make this just a little bit bigger. In there it says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Think of others better than yourselves. Do not look out for your own uh, for your own interest, but take but take an interest in others as well. So Paul is as telling us one of the tenets, one of our bricks, one of the things that we should rely on. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Do you know how hard that is? Do you know how hard it is not to try to impress others? Especially if you're good at something. 
it's really hard to do. Am I the only one who wants to show off my skills? Whether it's the skills in the kitchen or uh, uh, whatever it is that I might be doing, I want to show off the skills and show how good I am and show what I can do. Because I want to impress you. I want to impress others. I want to impress my wife. I want to impress my friends. I want to impress Bishop. I want to impress uh, the young students that I teach on Sundays. So I want to put my skills on display. Don't try to impress others. Don't be self selfish. Be humble. Be humble is a fighting word. It's fighting words to somebody who's steeped in the world. Have you ever heard somebody say, I don't want to be a punk? I ain't going to be nobody's punk. Uh-uh. I need to earn. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I, they're going to respect me. I'm not going to be somebody's punk. Uh, uh, they're going to respect me. Totally opposite of being humble. It's one of the things I had to learn as I was making my transition from darkness into the light. Understanding that true, true strength is found in humility. It, I'm a big guy. I've always been a big guy for most of my life. Not big as, well, now I'm fat. Let me just, let me, let, let me, let me clarify this, right? Today, I'm fat. But when I was in high school, I was a big guy muscularly. When I was in high school, I ran track. I, I was very physical. I worked out. I had big muscles. I was a muscular big guy, right? So I've been big. I've been a big guy, whether big muscularly when I was young or big fat as I am today, right? Hey, let's be honest. It is what it is. I am working on my weight, but let's call it what it is, right? I've always been a big guy. And to a lot of people, that is intimidating. I've always been a big guy. And I can impress with an anger, with a look, maybe even by just standing up, even just flexing a little bit, my will in certain situations. People will respect the size. They won't respect the person that I am. See, when they respect the size, that's because they're afraid. And that's not true respect. Let's be real right now. You having a gun doesn't mean that they respect you because they respect you. They respect you because there's nothing that they can do at that moment in time because you have a gun pointed at them. That's a demand of respect. It has nothing to do with being humble. When you're humble, you, you, you're able to think about everybody's process or where they're coming from, you'll have an understanding of where, the, you might, might have an understanding of 
their side of the story. There's power in humility, and we will get there. I just wanted—I just wanted to brush up on this because being humble is a part of selflessness. Demanding your respect is a part of self, self, self. I can't even say selfishness. Being humble is selflessness. Uh, demanding your respect because of whatever with a gun or your size, whatever. That's selfless, self, selfishness. Being selfish, right? <laughs> Try to say that three times fast. <laughs> Amen. So. But we're talking about being Christian and what Christianity is. Christianity definitely is selfless. Part of being selfless is being humble. It takes real strength to be humble. It, it takes, because you're being humble, it gives you the ability to think of others more and better than yourselves. I'm not saying that you do not uh, uh, have poor self-esteem, like everybody in the world is better than you and bring your self-esteem now down. No, because you're humble and you understand who you are in Christ, you can think of others more or better than yourself because you are secure with who you are in Christ. And so because you're secure and you know who you are in Christ, you have the ability to help somebody to see their real value. It doesn't diminish your value, but it helps somebody to say, hey, you know what? I too can contribute. I too have something of value to add. I too have a reason to be here. I too, you help somebody to start asking the questions of, uh, 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 of uh, uh, who, who, what's their purpose? What's their divine purpose? What's their divine mission? What's their divine vision? What's the vision that God has for them? Because you have been humble enough and you're secure enough in your walk with Christ that you can think of somebody else better than yourself so that they can see the value that they have in themselves. And there's nothing wrong with that. Don't look out for your own self-interest. Jesus didn't look out for his own self-interest. With the, uh, here's a better example. With the uh, uh, young ruler who came to see Jesus, where we got the um, the story that you know of the, uh, uh, um, it's easier for. Um, Campbell to walk through an eye that that in that story the rich young ruler came to Jesus and he tells Jesus and he says to him he says good teacher and Jesus before going into his lesson says only God is good so Jesus corrected the young ruler and said don't call me good only God is good he's not thinking himself but he's not thinking himself better than he's not thinking um better of himself that's one see these are acts of selflessness when we start to study and understand the life of christ we can see these things but then too watch this don't look out for your own uh for your for only your own interest right so now that jesus says hey only god is good 
shifting the glory to God. Now he's not looking out for his own interest. Now he's taking up the interest of what the ruler is asking. And Jesus turns that into a teachable moment. When the ruler says, I've done, I've kept the commandments. I honored my mother, I honored my father. Uh, 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 he does all these things, right? And Jesus looks at him. And in, in, in my interpretation, when Jesus looks at him, Jesus is not looking at the physical man, but he's looking at his soul. He's taking into account and he sees that the young ruler is telling the truth and Jesus begins to love on him. Watch this, watch this. Be Jesus begins to love on him. And then Jesus says, take all that you have and sell it to the poor. Take out the things that you have interest in and give it away and come and follow me. Because we, and he doesn't say this in the Bible, but really what Jesus is saying, give out, give away your earthly possessions and I'm going to give you some kingdom possessions. But the, uh, the young ruler didn't understand this as he didn't understand when Jesus said, why do you call me good? Only God is good. So that was a, 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 Part of this, he, Jesus is saying, don't think of your, I mean, Paul is saying, do not think of yourself better. Do not think of, um, uh, humble yourself. Think of others better than yourself. So in that point, Jesus is saying, okay, I'm not going to put myself on a higher pedestal than you. So let me bring myself to the same level you're at. Only God is good. So Jesus is saying, hey, listen, don't look at me as being better than you. Look at me as being a part of you. And then when the ruler goes on and makes his request and he says, I've kept all the commandments. What else must I do to uh, 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 um, gain eternal life? Then Jesus looks at him. Jesus loves him because he has kept the commandments. And now Jesus says, oh, well, watch this. Here, is, here, here it is. Stop looking out for your own interests. Sell all your possessions. Why do we have all these possessions? Could you go up to Master P and tell Master P, sell all your possessions and give it to the poor and come and follow Christ? Would he do it? Wait, 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 wait. Can you tell Joel Osteen to go and sell all his possessions and really come and follow Christ? <clears throat> uh, wait, 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 wait. Can you go and tell uh, Denzel Washington, go and sell all your possessions and and then come and sell Christ. See, we have these things. Watch, watch this. Denzel Washington doesn't have a house or a car or uh, pants or that he does not like. He bought them because he liked them. He has the cars that he has because he likes them. He has interest in them. He's uh, 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 investing in companies that he has interest in. He wants to see them succeed. So he takes his resources, pours it into that company, pours it into those things because he wants to see them succeed. But Jesus is saying, the Bible is telling us, do not look out for our own self interest so that's why like watch this this morning i i, I hope i got this uh, uh i hope i got this right if i don't i don't hold on one second it's in the middle of my face so let's go like this uh position ah, there we go we're gonna make this a little bit smaller and we're gonna put that in there there we go see not too hard right 
So this is what, so this morning we read from this Proverbs, Proverbs 19, 17, the word of God says, if you help the poor, you lend unto the Lord. Sometimes we have to uh, 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 transfer our earthly possessions into kingdom possessions. Mm. Oh, I hope you got that. We have to transfer our earthly possessions into kingdom possessions because these earthly things we can't take into the kingdom. Well, how do you do that? Well, you start selling off your earthly interests and start helping the people that you can now while you're here in this time, in this space. By doing that, you are transferring your earthly possessions into your kingdom possessions. And 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 in your and you're setting aside something for yourself in eternity. And that's not self-interest, but this is just how it works. We can help somebody today. Do you, do you understand that you don't only have to give money? Sometimes you can just give time, lend an ear, give somebody, acknowledge somebody that they're a human being. Too many times we look down on homeless people as being less than human because they have to sleep on the streets. We step over them, over we step over them on the sidewalk because they're sleeping on the street because they have nowhere else to go. And we might look down on them. We might put a few pennies in their cups. We might do this, but really we're looking down on them. When can we become like Christ and not look down on them, but meet them at the level that they are and acknowledge that they too are human? I understand my camera is fading, is fuzzy right now out of focus, but I can't worry about that. I have to worry about this word. Listen, brothers and sisters, when we are acting in a selfless manner, giving up our own interests, we are beginning to grow in our relationship with Christ. When we start act, when we start to act out of selflessness and not self uh, selfishness, we start to grow in our uh, 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 in our communication, in our relationship with God, because God is interested in our selfless acts. Watch this, watch this. When we go to Isaiah 58, Isaiah 58, um, I want to go here. Right here, right here. Isaiah 58, 6 and 7. The Bible tells us that God says, no, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten their burden, those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them and do not hide from relatives who need your help. Brothers and sisters, these are acts of selflessness. Uh, in, in, the, in the verse before that, people are, the people were saying, we are fasting and you are not paying attention to our fasting. And God says, you're only pretending to fast because even as you're going through this fasting, you're oppressing, you're fighting, you're quarreling. Deeds not interested in the fact that you call yourself self-fasting, but you're still not helping others. That's why we have to get out of this man-made rules by rote in this tradition. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You forgot about that, right? You forgot about that. Watch this. Watch this. No, 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 no. We're not going to forget about this. 
watch this verse 13 no i'm sorry verse yeah yeah verse 13 we're just gonna focus on 13 it says in isaiah 29 verse 13 and the lord says these people say they are mine they're they honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me their worship of me is nothing but man-made rules learned by rote rote is on on thinking a mechanical you're just going through the motion why are you just going through the motion why do you just go to church on sunday don't you know you can have church on monday tuesday and wednesday when you are helping somebody less who can't help themselves at this moment in time when you helping the poor you're entering into church you're you you're getting the the the, the acknowledgement and 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 god is beginning to notice you because you're helping somebody you are blessed to be a blessing and you're taking your blessing and you're giving it to somebody who is less fortunate than you and god is taking notice Don't just honor him because you go to church, you sing a few hymns, and you say a couple of amens. Honor him by doing what he will acknowledge. Honor him with your selfless acts. I'm about out of time. We're going to go into selflessness part two. Um, today's Wednesday. Selfless, selflessness part two tomorrow. On Fridays, listen, um, Save Your Faith will always be Monday through Thursday. Um, on Fridays, because um, we have a whole lot to do, and for until further notice, there will be no State of Faith on Fridays. So we'll um, do part two of selflessness. Um, we'll do part two of selflessness tomorrow. I hope this was a little bit better. I hope this was a little bit clearer, and I stayed on point a little bit more. And wasn't all over the place. I do have a passion. Um, I do have a passion for this, and um, an excitement for it. So um, we're going to talk about um, a lot of these tenants. I can't get. I can't. I won't be able to get into all of them. But the ones that I am passionate about, we'll definitely get into. And I pray and I hope that God will um, also supply. Um, another minister um, who is passionate along the same level who will cover some of the things I'm not covering. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, now is the time to get into the prayer of salvation. If you've never said the prayer of salvation before, please say it with me on today. You don't have to wait until you get yourself right. You don't have to wait for this. You don't have to wait for that. Now is the time to give your life to Christ. What are you waiting on? You still have questions. You're still not sure. You still can have concerns. That's okay. That's fine. But do not die without giving your life to Christ. Nobody knows when their time, when their time to go and give an account will come. It's just a reality. So I urge you, if you've never said the prayer of salvation, say it with me here right now today as I pray right now. <laughs> Heavenly Father, I come before your throne of grace. Today, I confess all my sins, the ones I know about, even the ones I don't know about, even the ones I forgot about. Please forgive me of these, my many sins. Have mercy upon me, most merciful Father. 
today, Lord, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died on the cross for my sins. And three days later, God the Father raised him from the dead. <coughs> and today, Jesus is alive and well, sitting at the right hand of God the Father. Thank you, Jesus, for paying the price that I could not pay on my own. Please be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Brothers and sisters, if that's the first time you ever said that prayer, please, please, please email us. We want to hear from you. Email us at ministers at risingholdministries.org. We just want to celebrate you coming back home. I said this before and I'll say this again. You just took the very first step. By saying that prayer, you acknowledge who Christ is in your life and you're saying that you want somebody to hold you accountable to make the necessary changes so you can start building a relationship with Christ. Now the second part is just as important. You have to have somebody teach you his teachings. We just saw what Jesus said. You want to be his servant? You want to serve him? You have to follow him. And that's knowing what he was about. What his life was about. And in order to do that, we here at Rising Home Ministries, we're only one resource. I'm an advocate that you find a good church home in your city. If your city is Savannah, you have an excellent excellent man of God. His name is Bishop Byron Curry and his church is Life of the Word Kingdom Ministries. I believe he's in the King George District. Visit him. See if this would be a good fit for you. I highly recommend him. He's a true man of God. He will help you learn who Jesus is and what that life was about and how to apply it to your life. If you're in the Atlanta area, please come and join St. Philip AME Church where my pastor, Pastor Watley, William D. Watley, come and join him, a true man of God, an awesome church, an awesome church family to be a part of. It's good to have a church family. Your church family's job is to hold you accountable to the changes that you said that you want to make. Brothers and sisters, I hope something was said today that would help you in some way, shape, or form. I do love you, and I thank you for being a part of this broadcast. Thank you for allowing me to invade your lunch hour. I hope you have a blessed and wonderful, wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Know that I love you. Know that the ministers of Rising Hope Ministries love you. But you have to know that you know that you know above all else that God loves you even more. God bless you. And I will see you tomorrow morning for morning prayer. You have a blessed and wonderful, wonderful day. Glory to the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Come on, let's give God some praise. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give God some praise. Let's magnify the name of the Lord.
Listen, listen, I need us to understand love. Love just don't bless you and make you happy. Speak in tongues and you run around. Love correct you. Cut God about it. Love puts you in check. Love God causes you to look at what's doctrine and what love does is reprove you and correct you. That's what real love do. The enemy is not coming for one individual. He's coming for the body of Christ.